Checkup Podcast. My name is John. I'm a grateful believer in Jesus Christ that struggles with drugs, alcohol, pride, and control. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the CR Checkup Podcast. I'm so excited to have each and every one of you here with us today. My hope is that I got a chance to see you either on Monday night at our Goodyear campus or on Wednesday night at our Buckeye campus. But regardless of whether you come to our meetings or you don't, you simply missed or you live in a different state or a different country. Hey, we love you so much. And we're so excited that you're joining in. We hope that you can join in on the conversation that we started in person at both of our meetings. And I am so excited to have our guest on the show here today. Um, this, this person has shared their testimony at both of our meetings a little while back now, just playing catch up here, just finally getting her here on the podcast. Uh, but this person just has an incredible story. She's been uh, such an incredible uh, light inside of my life and in our church and at our group. And so I'm excited for you guys to meet her. So will you please uh, go ahead and introduce yourself? Hi, everyone. My name is Carrie. Um, I'm a grateful believer in Jesus Christ who struggles with control and pride. Hi, Carrie. Hi. <laughs> I'm so happy that you're here. How, how are you, you doing? Just I'm, to... I'm doing. Yeah? I'm doing it. <laughs> <laughs> it means a lot that you make the time to come out here and be on the podcast. And it's I'm, my honor. I'm excited for people to get to know you a little bit. And Thank so um, I would love if you would just share a little bit about, the, I'm imagining, I'm hoping there's some people out there um, that haven't heard your story. And so I would just love if you would just share with us a little bit about um, just kind of your personal story, what brought you into Celebrate Recovery and, and how things are going and, and just some about your program. Okay, sure. Um, okay, so I'm 44. So I've been around Woo-hoo! for just a little bit. I know, <laughs> you know, still going on 29 though. Um <laughs> I didn't grow up as a believer, so going to church was not natural for me and and part of my childhood. Um, I did grow up to teenage parents or grew up with teenage parents, so we did grow up together. Together. Yeah. (laughs) Um, My parents are from the 70s, and so that should say a lot about what (laughs) what entails their life. So all the stereotypical thoughts. Very much. Okay. Very much. Um, So with that, you know, uh, there was a lot of alcoholism. There's a lot of drug abuse and use in our house. Um, And then as I got a little bit older, even um, drug dealing was Mm -hmm. happening. I did have a lot of um, family that came around that were there to purchase or there to hang out for, you know, yeah. the drugs and alcohols and the parties. And, um, and you're saying family, like in quotations, as in quotation, right? yeah, yeah. yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, all of them were my aunts and uncles, right. you know, um, they, in, in all honesty, they loved me just the sure. same, you know, so it was a big family. I didn't know how dysfunctional that really was until yeah. I got older and realized, Oh, that's not the norm. Mm. Um, but in, in truth, like I grew up in a loving home, you know, my parents did the best they could and I never have ever felt anything other than that. Mm. Um, their environment caused my environment. Um, and it was, it's just, it is what it is. You know, I'm not going to play that victim mentality with that. But Mm. with that said, I did see a lot of things and I experienced a lot of things growing up. Um, I had, um, what I'm recognizing now as a lack of trust in adults, Mm. um, specifically men, And so with that, my dad had let me down, you know, quite often uh, through different experiences in my life. And so I think that led me into a lot of um, issues with control and trust. Um, But anyway, so with that, what brought me in to celebrate recovery, I didn't even recognize I needed help. So I came (laughs) in, um, I'm a teacher. And so I've always felt very passionate about um, helping support kids in this environment. Mm. And there's been a huge, huge escalation of drug usage in our um, schools and our teenage and our youth. 
Um, and I wanted to be part of something that helped promote that and helped um, give them like tools and strategies to get through it. So I got involved with CR as a way of, okay, I can help my local area out. And in that started the step study program, as you know, out in Buckeye when we launched mm -hmm. it, didn't know what I didn't know. <laughs> I didn't know that I needed as much help as anyone else coming in that door. Yeah. Um, and so through that, I realized I had control issues and not just issues with control. Cause I think that's something maybe a lot of people might struggle with. The problem with my control issues was that it, um, changed my relationships. Mm. Um, it made me react and interact with people in a way that my heart wasn't. You yeah. know, I wanted to be this really positive light person in people's lives and I was coming across as a force of nature. Mm -hmm. And I was trying to control situations and environments that to be the way I wanted them to be because that's the only thing I could do to yeah. make sure no one let me down. Yeah. Um, and that built superficial relationships, I think, in, in relationships that mattered to me. Yeah. Um, and that would be with my love life and with my kids. Um, so through CR, I recognized I had a habit of picking guys that <laughs> did things that maybe weren't healthy, mm. you know, towards me, were hurtful towards me, but I can get through that. I can change them. I can fix them. I can make things better. Um, and that would be that control part of me, you know, thinking I had anything to do with anyone else's choices. Yeah. Um, and then I would also ignore it because, you know, that fixes everything, <laughs> <Yeah>. too. <laughs> um, so starting with CR, I got involved with the step study and started recognizing um, some of the struggles I was having and the habits and things that I was um, needed to work on and become a better person. And and it really honestly just built a stronger relationship with um, God and, and me, too, because he's been there all along, you know, and I can look back now and recognize the times that he was involved in my life and that I felt it but I didn't know what to do with it. So mm -hmm. um, CR helped open that door with that relationship with God and recognizing that I'm, I don't have to have the same viewpoint of Christianity either. You know, that I didn't have to be perfect. Mm -hmm. I didn't have to come to the table understanding anything. I can come to the table just as I was, you know, broken, unknowing, you know, um, needing to learn, needing to ask questions. Um, and that I was going to be part of a group that loved me unconditionally as well. So that's what kind of got me involved with CR and has kept me involved with CR. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. It has been a really fun journey with oh, you. I think it, for yeah, sure. it, it's it, anytime that we're talking about like our testimonies or anything, it's, it is difficult, isn't it? When you're trying to condense, you know, many yeah. years of, of situations and experiences to really try to capture kind of some, some big viewpoints that people yeah. might be able to relate to. And, um, it's, it's always interesting when I'm uh, getting the chance to have a conversation with somebody we've been, you know, we've had a relationship yep. over several years. We've had a lot of ups and ups and downs in the program and, and just in general. Right. And right. so, um, it's, it's always fun to kind of just listen and, and hear <laughs> kind of from your point of view, how you would kind of summarize yeah. that. And, um, I think, first of all, you did a really great job. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I think I, what I missed out on, on on part of that testimony, I apologize to take it back, was like what I'm currently working through with my hurts and habits is dealing with um, uh, betrayal, yeah. dealing with, you know, um, my husband cheating on me and um, and working through that that part of my program now and kind of yeah. figuring out who I am as a person and what does that mean, you know, for my relationship moving forward and how do I handle this hurt and habit and without... CR being in my life, that wouldn't be where I'm at, you know, yeah. currently dealing with, you know, it the way I am with God is my forefront. So right, right, right. Um, that's a big part of my story as well. Yeah, yeah. And I'd love to talk about that a little bit more. But first, I just wanted to kind of go back to 
a little bit to um, you're talking about control and I think you I mean and you talk about this in your testimony mm -hmm. understanding that parallel of growing up in a household where uh, one it was kind of out of control yep. right yep. and two you were heavily influenced to take control yeah, of life absolutely. and of, of situations and stuff like that absolutely. and so uh, will you share with our listeners just a little bit about how like that lack of control growing up created this safety mechanism in you to take control and to try to just understand that a little bit more. How can you see how that developed? Yeah. And then can you share a little bit about what it was like to, after all of these years, try to come to terms with the fact that this thing that has kept you safe your whole life it, you know, some guy is now telling you or some person or some group is now telling you, hey, that's that's a not problem. Right. Yeah. yeah. So can you share with us a little bit about those things? Yeah. So um, obviously growing up in that, you know, environment I grew up in um, and also being I was taught to be in control and taught to be the lead. Yeah. It was my responsibility to take care of my sister. It was my responsibility to, to protect her, my brother and my cousin and my brothers when they came along. Um, it was my responsibility to, you know, also make sure that no one knew that my parents were doing the things they were doing because they could be taken away from us. Um, so it was a lot of things that were put on me to be in lead and in control of. Um, but they were big things, things yeah. that no kid should ever Huge. have to do, no right? Yeah. yeah, protect your siblings, one thing, right? But protect them from the things that we were having to protect them from was, you know, bigger than it sure. should have been. Your parents. Yeah. Right, right. And and my dad is a huge, you know, he's a gruff, you know, protector <laughs> as well. So all I had was him to mimic, you know, mm. so I was his little sidekick. So everything I was doing was to make him proud of me. And, um, and so with that, I already had this sense of, protection and being in charge and being in control. Um, but as you know, things that are happening in the background that you don't recognize are the things that you have no control over, you know, the environment, the drug usage, the partying, um, maybe seeing people shoot up things and, yeah. you know, drug usage and, um, abuse, you know, physical mm -hmm. abuse, um, verbal abuse for sure. Um, all of that was kind of just going on in the background, you know, and you don't realize how influential that is to right. you as well. Um, and so as I got older and had my own kids, I took on this like, well, I'm never going to put them in that environment kind of feeling mm -hmm. to me. So that meant, and I had a daughter at 15 and I remember promising her after I had her that I would make sure her life was good. You yeah. know, I would take care of her. Um, and so that meant that I couldn't do some of the things that my mm -hmm. family had done. Well, you know, you just, you wish you could do, not do yeah. the things that you were growing up around and the things that are naturally embedded. And I did experiment with some drugs and I did, you sure. know, do some things in my, you know, youth that didn't shine pretty on what I thought I wasn't going to do. Mm. But through all of that, my kids never felt that. Yeah. Like they never got to see that side of me. Like they just found out when I did my testimony, all the things that I had actually <laughs> done. So, um, I think I score one on that one, but <laughs> with that came, this extreme sense of control then yeah. this extreme sense of, um, you know, I'm going to do this, but I'm not going to show you. So kind of like a fakeness to my well, world. Yeah. Anytime it seems like you're getting away with it, it yeah. feeds into this idea, right? That yeah. you can actually be in control because you're like, well, look, look what know? I did. <laughs> I am. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, and in truth, you know, they felt it in other ways. They felt mm. it in the harshnesses of me. You know, I might not have shown them what drug life was about, but I did show them what me being mean and mad and yeah. angry and out of control felt like, you know, even though I felt like I was in control 
in truth, I didn't act like I was in control at all mm. because I, I really wasn't. Um, and they also saw some negative relationships with me and, you know, the, um, my ex-husband and, and with my current, um, they got to see, um, kind of, I, I don't even know how to describe it. Me coward mm. to some things that I shouldn't have, you know, sure. allowed to happen. Um, again, out of my sense of, Oh, I got you. I'm going to fix you. Mm. It's fine. Um, so some of the things that the, the kids did grow up around, um, weren't healthy either. You know, they just weren't what I grew up around. So that means I did better than what, you know, they did. So the sense of control, um, really manifested in anger, Mm. um, really manifested in, um, making sure I did everything I could to provide this uppity life, but really not being able to back it up all the way. Well, and that's the thing about most of us with any of our hurts, habits and hangups, they're, they're completely rooted in, safety like mm-hmm. they're generally rooted in some like safety mechanism a way to keep our sanity a way to keep our you know health or a way to keep our you know keep us from being hurt by the outside world or from our own emotions or different yeah. things and so um yeah i mean it's always difficult then when you come to terms with now okay i realize this and maybe i'm coming to terms with the fact that it's not the greatest but now I have to say, no, this is actually a struggle I have yeah. and I had, I need to replace it with something else. And another struggle that comes with that for me was the need to be busy. Mm. So the busier I was, um, the harder I worked, yeah. you know, the more successful I felt I would be and the more I was showing my kids a way of life. Yeah. Um, that meant I spent a lot of time away from them. That meant I, um, I worked hard and I, you know, and I did, there was some successes with that, you know, it yeah, wasn't absolutely. all failures. You know, I've got a lot of things that I'm proud of and that I've accomplished. Um, but it, it took a lot of sacrifices and now I'm seeing what some of those sacrifices have been and that not that I shouldn't have done those things. Cause I, everything I've done is, you know, for the better, it has improved my, my life in the long run, but maybe I should have slowed down and appreciated certain things better as I went along. You know, I feel like I missed out on some of my, um, how I could have raised my kids and who I am now as a person. I maybe should have stepped into a little bit earlier in life and my kids would have benefited better. Um, but I have learned through step study and it's okay. You know, I'm, I've, you know, repented and I've asked for forgiveness and I'm working through being that person now and you can only move forward from here. So. Amen. Yeah. And I love that. I mean, it's, it's a process, you know, and anybody who looks back on their life and and doesn't see any stains is probably not being very honest with themselves. Very true. Very true. (laughs) (laughs) And I think that's the luxury or maybe the disadvantage that many of us in the program struggle with is that we aren't willing to turn a blind eye to those things anymore Right. and trying to use those things in order to hopefully, like you said, be in the moment now, you know, um, who knows that if you, didn't go through those experiences and, and then try to heal from them. If you would ever, you know, it's quite possible a person could live their whole life and never come to that point right. that you have arrived at. And right. it's a beautiful thing. It know? is. And like I said, I didn't even know I needed to arrive there, but yeah. once I arrived, I'm there, I'm like, okay, this is, I like who I am now. Yeah. I like recognizing and owning things and, you know, my goals, I've always been a goal oriented person, but now my goals are for something that's so much greater than what I thought it could be, you know, and I'm working towards something that, um, seems truly obtainable, you know, like it's not just, I'm not just creating a goal because I need something to keep me busy, Yeah, you know, and I, I really appreciate 
that in my life right now. Mm. It's just, it's calmer. It's, you know, more quality yeah. and more genuine. Totally. Yeah. More admiral. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. No, I love that. And the other thing I was just even going to share about was, you know, even before you got into the program and because uh, you've come to our church for a mm -hmm. while. Um, and one of the things that kind of drew us together was um, a, a mutual friend that we had right. that, that passed away. Right. That actually, you know, um, struggled as well. Yep. Um, in the midst of everything, you seem to have always had, you, you, you shared that you, you know, always kind of picked men that, you know, whatever, some of the, yeah. that adhered kind of to some of the struggles, but you've always seemed to kind of also have that heart for people who are hurting. Absolutely. I'm always drawn to, I'm drawn to that. I'm yeah. definitely drawn to, um, and I think that's something I've recognized that God has placed people in my life. Um, God, that that I can help, that yeah. I can support and not take over. Like that's what I yeah. had to recognize. It's not me controlling them, but I can be compassionate and empathetic and um, loving and work towards all those things. And that's what I've been working on myself in this last you know, season of my life is how to truly be a loving person without holding back that love. Cause that's something, yeah, I would, you know, help anyone out, but you hurt me once I might pull back that love a little bit more. So, um, I'm recognizing that that's something that I've been drawn to do, but I need to do it in a better, healthier way. Yeah. 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 Me too. Yeah. <laughs> it's a work in progress. Absolutely. It, it's a part of the whole thing. You know, mm -hmm. anybody who is in, in this ministry or just in life, living alongside of people who struggle, which is generally everybody, but Absolutely. somebody who's actually willing to step into the messiness with people is going to realize that we don't do it perfectly. Absolutely. That we constantly need to yeah. grow and, and change for and the I, better. I think that's something that I've also learned, um, again, recognizing now that God's always guided me and has mm. always put me where I needed to be. Um, I when I went back to get my degree as a teacher, you know, I had all these choices I could do. Well, something just kept leading me towards special education mm -hmm. and that's where I headed. You know, I was kind of paying it forward, um, based off of my own stepson's, you know, things that we had to work with when he was younger. Sure. Um, but in that I found, I really work well with those kids that emotionally struggle. Like yeah. that's definitely a, an area that I'm stronger at. So, you know, there's that, like you were just mentioning earlier, there's something leads me towards a specific, um, attitude or specific, you know, I don't want to group anyone into one specific group, sure. but where they need a little bit more, they yeah. need a little bit more than your yeah. typical things. They need a little bit more compassion and understanding and just grace yeah. in life. And, um, God has definitely taught me how to be more graceful towards those that don't have the capacity to, to work through things on their own. Yeah. Well, and that's the heart of Jesus. I mean, mm -hmm. you know, I think that's, there's, there's, I don't think anybody could argue you know, that that's, that's something that we should all be very, you know, intentional about doing, but you know, there's definitely people yeah. like you who are just gifted, Thank you know, you. that obviously have God has gifted you to be able to be near the brokenhearted, yeah. you know, and In my own. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I wanted to get back to what we had talked about too, um, just about where, 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 where you're at right now. Yeah. Um, you know, a lot of people might think that once you start a relationship with Jesus or you get into a program program like this, everything is just everything's perfect after oh, that, right? Oh my gosh, far from it. Yeah. And yeah, that's not the case. No. You know, it's not the case for anybody. Life is gonna continue to give us struggles. Um, you know, we talk about this often. The program yeah. isn't 
uh, trying to teach us how to have a perfect life. It's nope. it's how to handle obtain, that. How to, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's giving you the tools and strategies you need to get through the things that you need to handle. Yes, yeah. to manage life on life's terms. And, and in, so I would love yeah. to see... Is there anything through, you know, since your time in the in the program or even just at church or, or something that you've learned over life, maybe like a principle that you've taken that has been really helpful for you in your development and also in this season right now that you're facing um, something that's just been really helpful for you? Yeah. Um, you know, it really does come back down to giving it to God and trusting that he is guiding me and that everything's for a reason. Um I don't have to understand that reason right now. I don't have to believe in that reason. I just have to believe that he's got me. Um, and that's been something I, I didn't know um, how to do that. When I first started with step study, it's something I knew right along that, okay, here you're telling me I have to give it to him, but what exactly does that mean, giving yeah. it to him? Um, and I will tell you through this last couple of months, um, the season I'm in right now, it was the first time that I recognized or understood what it meant to truly just give it to God. Mm. Um, I had no control over anything that had happened to me. I had no control over, um, the way that my life was going to go or not go. I literally had to just be still and just be in the moment and heal. Um, that was the only command I had and to trust in him and trust that there is a God out there that's willing to help me and Mm -hmm. heal me and, and really truly give me my heart's desires, you know, in the long run. Um, and so that's been, my biggest revelation is just to understand that component of my relationship with God, you know? Um, and in that, I just feel like, yeah, it's been dark. There's Mm -hmm. been some dark days and there's been some amazing days as well. You know, it's just kind of this, um, flow of in and out coming from, you know, good, bad, you know, the roller coaster, the roller coaster for sure. Um, and, and I'm okay with that. For the first time in my life, I feel like, all right, I'm 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 not the driver here. I'm just, I'm here, yeah. and I'm riding this out, and I'm trusting that it's going to get me where He needs me to be. Um, and and in that process too, I'm learning to combat the evil one. You know, mm-hmm. there's a lot of attacks. You know, coming at me spiritually some days, um, and I'm learned that you need people. You need you need to reach out to people and you need to, um, let people in and which is something I had never done. Cause the yeah. controlling part of me means I got this. I don't need anyone, but I've learned I need everyone that's in my life, you know, <laughs> and I need the people that are in the same boat as me, as far as they understand the strategies, they understand the tools. Um, and they can just remind me, Hey, get back on this, this yeah. path right here, you know, yeah. um, including, you know, my current relationship, like he's yeah. really good at, Hey, we're steering off. Let's get back on, you know, yeah. so both of us being on the same page has helped a lot too. Yeah. Yeah. So. It does make a big difference when, you know, the person that your significant other is also trying to do the same thing. Right. It does make a big difference. You have that, that different type, that different level of support. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, I will just tell you, I have been very encouraged by you and just the way that I've just observed the way that you're, you're handling, um, a storm, yeah. you know, and I Thank think you. that that's the true, um, you know, reflection of a person's character or the real, how serious they take something when you face adversity. Right? Absolutely. You Absolutely. kind of, uh, you see, clearly say, okay, now, now's the time to put your money where your mouth yeah. is. Anybody can, you know, uh, run around and, and jump and shout when things are going good. But when things go difficult, you know, 
you have to really say, okay, is, am I serious about this? And I've definitely seen you do that. Thank and you. So I would encourage anybody who's in the Buckeye area to come on over to our group on Buckeye Wednesdays CR. to get to know you a little bit better. Yeah, absolutely. I love. <laughs> I would love to meet anyone too. Um, and just to kind of top it off with, I find I have to go back to steps one, two, and three a lot. And I know you mentioned that a lot when we're in the CR group and that, but that first step. So for anyone out there that needs to hear this, it's that accepting, Mm -hmm. you know, and coming out of denial. And I find that's something I almost have to check myself daily on. Okay. What am I denying today? What am I working on today? And why am I feeling a certain way? And sometimes it comes back to that simplicity of I'm either trying to take control of something or I'm not accepting something I'm working through. Um, and matter of fact, just yesterday was a a big moment for me. I recognized, you know, I've, I've always known I had a little struggle with pride, but it came to me that that is something I am truly (laughs) struggling with right now. Um, so just going back to the steps and, you know, working them and they're, they're magical, you know, but they're, it's concrete. So I love it. That's so awesome too. Cause I was just going to say, yeah, we're right now in our group, we're talking about step one Mm -hmm. and we're wrapping up our conversation about step one. Um, And so I I love this ongoing, I mean, we talk about this a lot, right? This ongoing, we can't get into the habit of thinking, oh, denial? Yeah, I stepped out of that. You know, like... (laughs) But did I really? (laughs) Right, right, right. Yeah. Even in the things that we, you know, like for, I mean, it's been seven years since I've used drugs and alcohol, and I still have revelations about areas that I've denied over time, Yeah. you know, experiences that are related to that that I haven't, I hadn't fully accepted, you know? And so in those areas, we continue to step out of denial. It's layers and layers. Yeah. Big layers. (laughs) (laughs) But then in other areas too, as well. And so, um, I, I, yeah, thank you for sharing that. But I would also love to just hear, um, you know, we kind of already talked about it a little bit, but your, some of your ideas or thoughts around step one or some, some tools that maybe you picked up, as you were going through step one or, and, or maybe some encouragement for people who are uh, approaching their step one. Um, the biggest tool I use is prayer. You know, I really just have to go back to worship and prayer, um, in order to kind of hear what God needs to hear, you know, speak to me, because if not, then I can create all kinds of scenarios. And I definitely (laughs) don't go to Google or anything like that to figure out what's wrong with me. Um, I just spend a lot of time, um, in prayer, you know, and just, and, and wait for God to kind of reveal it to me. Once it's revealed, like yesterday, recognizing, okay, you're struggling right now with pride. Everything that led up to pride was my issue. Mm. Um, and that aha moment, the minute I recognize it, I'm like, oh yeah, okay. That makes so much sense. It's clear. Um, and then I work on, you know, the next step of, okay, you know, I got to recognize that God can heal me from this. You know, he's got my back no matter what. Um, and then I'm going to work on, giving it to him. Right. Um, so going back through those three steps, um, just the tool is prayer, understanding who God is and what that relationship is. Um, what it means to me, my personal relationship is going to look different. I'm assuming than your relationship with God, right? The way I talk with God is going to be way different than anyone else. And that is okay. And I've learned that as well. Mm. Um, it is totally okay for me to have my own way, you know, in the way that I need to speak with God. And, and he's got me no matter what, he knows what I mean when I mean it and how I say it. So, um, he is truly the only person that knows my heart. Right. Yeah, Absolutely. So I understand that part of God and I understand that what his power is and 
even if he doesn't give it to me the way I want it to be given to me, he's still going to take care of me yeah. and it's going to be in what he needs me to do. Um, so I just got to be open to that. Yeah. So I've learned to just be let go of control yeah. and just be open to whatever is coming my way. Um, and then just give it to him. Yeah. Just literally, that is the hardest thing I had to learn. And that's still something I think I struggle with off and on. Um, you know, I have to check myself on that a lot. What am I doing here? Am I trying to take back control or am I trying to, you know, let my pride, you know, mm-hmm. be the way I'm going to run this conversation out of pride or am I going to just stop? Um, one of the biggest things I will say, though, you taught us a halt. Mm-hmm. And I do use that frequently as well. Um, before I go into any of my emotional content, you know, like moments, I'm like, all right, wait a minute. Am I hungry? (laughs) Am I a little angry here? Am I lonely? Am I tired? You know, um, once I break that down and it always is one or the other, you know, um, generally I just stop, you know, and then again, having a partner that's really good at recognizing, Hey, we need to time out right now, um, has helped me as well. So, you know, relying on someone, having that person that you can, you know, check in with. And then my, um, accountability partners have been amazing. So that's another tool and strategy that I would recommend for anyone. Mm. Get people in your life that can hold you accountable to where you want to be. Yeah. That you're willing to let hold you accountable. Correct. That's a huge thing. Yeah. (laughs) Allowing them in is big for sure. And that's what I was going to say too, is how much have you always been open-minded to, you know, like admitting that maybe you, you weren't perfect, you know, how much of like, no. <laughs> what you're, you're telling me I'm not yeah. perfect. Right, right. <laughs> um, I just wonder how much no. like open mindedness has to come into, like, did you have to do work on that front yes. end? Yeah. Uh, pride. Yeah. That's where it comes down yeah, to. Yeah, like yeah. I will tell anyone my story, but I never told it with emotion and mm. I never told it with anyone needing to correct me on anything. Yeah. Please don't come at me and tell me what I did wrong. I'm <laughs> yeah. telling you what I did wrong. Right. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's really been a sense of struggle for me and you can ask, you know, <laughs> you can ask my spouse now and he's going to tell you, Oh yeah, big, yeah. big flair for her. <laughs> um, and it, so I, I have struggled with that. It's something that I would help anyone with anything. Yeah. I will do anything for you, yeah. anything. But I didn't let people help me. You didn't need help. I didn't need help. I've got this. I don't need to burden you with my problems. Um, And so, no, it's something that I've had to truly work on. Um, And, you you know, you hear me every week in Sierra like, oh, I know I need to reach out to my people. Or, hey, I did reach out to my people, right? Um, And the weeks I do and I follow through with that are amazing, right? Um, And the weeks I don't, hey, I struggle a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah. So it's something I'm still processing and working through, but I know it's there and I know I need it. So yeah. yeah. Vulner- awesome. Vulnerability has never been my strength, but it is now. Yeah. I don't know. I've never, I don't think I've met anybody but like, yeah, I love vulnerability. <laughs> I rock at it. It's awesome. It's the best thing in the world. Yeah. yeah no. So I think just identifying that at the top, but understanding that it's important. Absolutely. You know, we'll definitely feel the way. Um, I would just love if you shared a little bit before we go, um, what would you share to the people out there um, who are hurting and and uh, maybe just aren't even convinced that they need to take step one or maybe yeah. they are and they just don't want to or um, maybe a person who is listening right now because their friend just bugged them so much. You got to listen to Carrie's testimony. Yeah. It's yeah. awesome. And they, they think CR is stupid or, you know, they don't have a, a faith in Christ or 
what would you share with any of those people who are just out there struggling right now? Man, first I, you know, I pray for you. I mm. pray for them to, you know, be revealed that it's okay. Um, and just to know that it doesn't matter what their hurt habit or hangup is. It really, truly doesn't matter what brings them in the door. If they feel hurt and they feel like they need something, this might be that spot for them. This might be the, the family that helps connect them. Um, and to not give it a one-time shot and walk out, mm. try it again and try it again. Yeah. It might take a couple of sessions for you to really feel, you know, comfortable and that you're at home. And then I think it all depends on where you're at with, you know, with God too, and your relationship with him as to how willing you are to accept, you know, what we work mm -hmm. on in CR. But at some point you'll get it, yeah. just stick it out, come back and come back. You know, you'll find that you'll get healing through it. You'll, you'll work through the process and it's absolutely a beautiful thing to do. Yeah. I don't know if anybody shared that before, but I really, really like that of don't just give it a one shot. Yeah. Yeah. Because I do think it takes, it takes time. Yeah. You know, it's different. We are different. We're weird, aren't we? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> well, you know, I just think back to, um, you know, I, I help with the small groups and we've had a lot of different women come and go yeah. and, you know, I reach out to them and the ones we reach out to and we can get to come back are the ones that stay committed yeah. and they've seen amazing amazing healing coming from it. You know, and they're still in the process of it. It's not sure. like it's a, a miracle, miraculous fix, yeah. but God works hard and he'll do it as long as we show up. Right. Yeah. Um, and, and so I just encourage those that are afraid to come back. Just don't just come back, come back. Yeah. Let us, let us work with you. Let God do what he's going to do. There's a reason you came in the door to begin with, mm. you know, and don't forget that reason. Yeah. That's awesome. And we won't condemn you. We won't judge oh, you. Right. Absolutely yeah. not. Yeah. We'll I'm broken with you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. That's the one thing I loved about this is that I found my people, right? Amen. I mean, you don't have to be fixed and healed in the perfect Christian. There's no such thing. Yeah. There, there's a lot of wannabes, but <laughs> in truth, reality, um, there's no perfect. Yeah. You know, we're all broken and we all need acceptance and love. Yeah. So. Well, Carrie, thank you so much for making Absolutely. some time thank to hang you out for with having us. Me. And, uh, you know, Olivia and I, we just love you guys so love much. Love you guys too. And uh, I'm so encouraged by you and just what you do in your personal life, your business life, and at Celebrate Recovery. And God bless you and well, keep you. it up. And yeah, again, ladies out there, if you're in the area, come by and see come us by, on Wednesday see nights. Me. <laughs> Wednesday nights, I'll be there. Yep. Well, <laughs> love so, to meet you. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, Thank you guys so much for checking in. If you enjoyed our time here today, go ahead and hit a like, leave us a comment, uh, share it with a friend so that we can get this tool into as many people's hands as possible. And until next time, keep coming back. Keep coming back. It works. Thank you for listening to the CR Checkup Podcast. This podcast is meant to start conversations, not end them. So we encourage you to continue having conversations wherever you're at. And if you're enjoying this podcast, then please share it with someone else. You can also reach us by emailing recovery at palmvalley.org.